This is Bernie Goldbach on Wave Radio with information about what a fish knows. I've been lucky a few months ago we bought the book. It's an international bestseller. It's called What a Fish Knows. It's written by Jonathan Balcom. My 99-year-old daughter Mia bought the book. The cashier told her it would be too difficult for her to read some of the words. Maybe she was right. There are some big words. I'll talk about some of them here in the next few minutes. But it's filled with some interesting stories that parallel situations that we see in our fish tank at home. Especially about games that fishes appear to play. Now, a few weeks ago, we went to an outdoor festival. And we saw people playing games there, playfully tapping on objects that would fall down and then spring back up and in human play it's useful to touch something watch it respond it's useful in the case of my six-year-old son Dylan to develop physical strength and coordination and to learn social skills by interacting with other kids a trampoline that we have in the back garden or with objects that were at uh, festivals, street festivals that we've attended here in Ireland. Scientists have been exploring how animals play for a good while. The German philosopher Karl Gruss published The Play of Animals way back in 1898. And if you read about it, you'll know that animal play isn't, it's not something that's confined just to an experiment. It's spontaneous, and if the participants look relaxed and they're happy, they look happy to engage in the play, well, it's a good thing. Most people who observe fish or other animals playing are serendipitous about it. It's you have to watch for it to happen. And then you see the play occurring. waiting for stuff to happen, waiting for play to occur. That was no barrier to Gordon Burghardt. He's an ethologist at the University of Tennessee. And in a career spanning nearly six decades and hundreds of scientific papers, he's talked about animal play where you wouldn't expect to find it. Burghardt describes on his website as play behavior or non-playing taxa. 2005, he published the most comprehensive exploration of animal play ever. The book's called The Genesis of Animal Play, and on the cover, there's a tropical fish, a captive male white-spotted cichlid, pushes a submersible thermometer with his nose. And inside the book, there's a story that Burkhart makes of how male white-spotted cichlids interact with a thermometer. We used to have one of these, a glass thermometer, four and a half inches long, weighs about, well, it has a weight at the bottom of it, and because of the weight, 
thermometer bobs around vertically. But over the course of 12 sessions, the researchers at Burkhardt had noticed more than 1,400 instances of how fish in the tank would nudge at the thermometer and stuff would happen. So they, of course, broke it down scientifically. The first fish attacked the top of the thermometer. It wobbled back and forth before returning to a vertical position. The second fish liked to swirl around the thermometer, made contact with it as he went along. And then there's a third fish who batted the thermometer from either at the bottom or from the midsection or from the top. And it looked as though when you observed it, the hits were very intense. The thermometer would bob around in the tank and sometimes it would get stuck in the corner of the tank. The collisions between the thermometer and the glass walls were so loud that the researchers would have to could hear what was going on from an adjoining room. You wonder, is it play? Are they mashing with the thermometer because they were happy to, to do it? And the answer is, well, yeah, it is. It's play. White-spotted chitlids aren't predatory. They, they attacked the thermometer, not because they wanted to bite it or because they were hungry. It had no effect. I mean, the fish could have been fed directly before the thermometer episodes, and yet they still had this consistent effect of cavorting with the thermometer. And I just think that's really clever. You research something, you'll find out that fish like to play with certain things. We know this is true. In our tank, little bingo likes flipping around the side of the glass walls of the aquarium. He takes up a position and he just mashes back and forth. And it's as though he's looking at us as he wags his tail as he spends the time in the corner of the tank, looking out at anybody who might want to pass by. I just think it's really clever to see him doing that because he just seems to be attracted to a place he enjoys and a behavior that he certainly likes doing. In this case, it's just swimming frantically. Then if you move, if you come into his field of view and you move, he'll follow you and follow your arm, your hand, or the shadow you make in the tank. He'll break off of the object play and interact with the surface of the water as he waits for food. Well, scientists, biologists have looked at playful interaction with fishes and they are able to categorize some of it as social play. So, there's this example of a, of a former animal shelter worker who lives in Virginia who had a, a house shared with her husband and several cats and a handful of these little cichlids kept in a tank. And what they discover over time is that the fish had this sport they played with cats. So the cats would occasionally drink from the top of the aquarium. they just kind of sneak over and lap the water. But inside the aquarium, there would be these territorial cichlids. The cichlids would wait for the appearance of one of these big furry cats. They'd hide, the fish would hide under reeds in the corner of the tank. And it was like the cats knew something might happen when they started lapping at the water. 
<laughs> because as their tongues broke the surface of the water, the little fish would burst into action, propelling themselves through the reeds in which they were hiding like a little torpedo, trying to take a chunk out of the tongue that was lapping the water. <laughs> it was a really interesting cat and fish game. Very div welcome diversion to just hanging out in your fish tank and not making any noise. But the thing is, the cats weren't hurt, and the fish, they weren't bruised. It was as though they were playing with each other. Interspecies social play. If you break it down into how fish play or how animals play, you know that there's actually solitary play. Fish just kind of play around all by themselves. In 2006, German speech therapist Alexandra Reichel witnessed how solitary play unfolds. She visited an art exhibit in the House of Arts, Stuttgart, and described the exhibit in a book. It's called, the exhibit was called Kunst lebt, which means art lives. And it was an exhibit by a proper artist offering up a fantastic mixture of different hidden treasures from museums of all over. And it included in this exhibit called Art Lives a large aquarium from the State Museum of Natural History in Karlsruhe. Things 130 cubic feet of exquisite collection of colorful and exotic fishes. So the German spent a long time watching what was happening in this big fish tank and she discovered a small graceful almond shaped fish dressed in a plus mauve with yellow and electric blue highlights now that's actually a purple queen atheist which is a, a it's a descendant or a native of uh, the asian seas so anyway nice tropical fish who seemed to have a de one destination she'd swim in one direction along the bottom and then when she reached the bottom of the tank that little fish would swerve upward and swim to the surface. When she got there, there'd be a current of water bubbles generated by the tump, the pump, little water pump. And the bubbles would push the little traveler back like a rocket to the other side of the tank. So the little fish descended to the bottom and started up all over again. <laughs> the funny thing is, a uh, really funny thing is, that this little fish actually seemed to be having a lot of fun interacting with the resistance she was encountering from the water pump. <laughs> so you wonder, how do you know a fish was doing it? It wasn't just stupid. It wanted to gasp some air at the top. How do you know it? Just trying to have it having fun. The point is, you can observe fish who, you know, swim around with no particular destination in mind but they are determined to do one particular thing enjoy the current enjoy the reflection enjoy just having fun and I know this we know this because we look at the four fish we we have four little goldfish two black moors and two regular little goldfish and one of them Bingo likes riding the bubbles the bottom of the tank to the top. The bottom of the tank to the top. It's not just fun for them in the tank to ride the bubbles. It's fun for us to watch them. And that's what we know. 
from watching our own fish in our own little fish tank. What a Fish Knows by Jonathan Balcom has countless other stories. There are lots of fun to share. I enjoy sharing them on Way Radio. If you stay tuned, you'll listen to Paul Manny and Culture Time, Inquiry and Curiosity by Debbie Bridge, Javi Ugrich and his Tech Talk Tips, Ray Renati's Inside the Green Room, and all these things happen on Wave Radio, a segment, a podcast you should subscribe to using your favorite podcatcher. I'll be back next weekend with some more fish. I thank you for listening to me. I'm Top Gold from Good Social Networks. Now I'm going back to my fish tank and enjoy looking at what a fish knows and how they play. Thanks for listening. Bye for now.